Hey guys, welcome to the MC Anime Podcast. We cover anime, geek culture, Japanese aesthetics, and Asian studies. We are a multi fandom podcast, and you can expect to hear topics in your favorite hobby or fandom activity potentially. You can find MC Anime on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, please check out mcanimepodcast.com, our website. Furthermore, stay tuned in for another episode. Hey guys, this is Mason, back with another MC Anime podcast episode. We're back with our featured speaker, Leslie. How's it going? It's going, man. Uh, I like this topic we actually came up with today. Yeah, today's an interesting topic. So we're going to get right into the topic. What we're going to do, August 26th is International Cosplay Day. And we are going to be talking about cosplay and the five factors to consider when you do cosplay so we're doing auto and tribute to the international holiday and i brought leslie along because he's very adept in cosplay culture you know the that first episode is a big proof of why photography and convention culture so we're going back to the root and this uh, hopefully back to my roots, man. I uh, I learned a lot from the cos the amazing cosplayers I've worked with and met over the years. So, oh. so first, let's start. What makes cosplay cosplay? What is the art that people do to make it what it is? Uh, to me, cosplayer they. They basically envision the character from one of their favorite animes or animated shows because not just always animates could be superheroes or you know just other cartoons or whatever they envision that and they kind of become that character and they get the outfits and, and basically they come up with the look and make it from jumping from the TV into real life. And okay. I don't want to go too much because we're going through a bunch of things and, you know, I want to make sure I say it at the right but, time. But yeah, that's what I look like. It, they make the, their favorite character jump from the small screen into real life. Gotcha. Uh, basically, think of cosplay as transcribing one character from a fictional media Put into a real life scenario and then bam it comes to life they envision the character and overall they put time and effort to do their spin of the portrayal of the character that they'll portray whether if it's a fictional character or original character they're doing their best to be what they are in the glimpse of everything that is what cosplay represents Cosplay is the costume, but also the character, and you being the personality of the character itself instead of the actual character where it's based off of. That is true. That is true. So, with cosplay, you have to also know that you are yourself, but you can be with people to do it, or it's a solo act. However you want to do it in a community setting, in the basement of your house, in front of the mirror, 
go for it because it's how you envision yourself being in the dress up, farther the dress up, the actual experience of it. And there's different what? elements that make it really fun. What I was going to say is, why do they have to be in your basement? How come they can't be in a, like a second floor room or whatever? Or they have to be in a basement floor? I don't know. Maybe they're ashamed of the, they have a weird cosplay. They wonder be in the closet. I don't know. People are strange sometimes. to a bedroom to being in the closet. Okay. <laughs> okay. In the cosplay community, you have some people that are very self-conscious. So sometimes they might only want to do it in front of themselves to actually give them confidence. Or it's just a solo act and they only do it in the privacy of their home. Cosplay doesn't have to do it. And when you're saying about the people that are self-conscious about themselves or maybe not expecting, they usually have the best cosplays, I've noticed. Like I know. Well, at the same time, if they're not feeling comfortable being public with it, in a private setting, like a party or themselves in a room, can also be an alternative. And sometimes... That cosplay is only posted to social media. So there's also that outlet, which is also by yourself, but using an online audience to engage with. Right on. Right on. True, true. So, but yeah, we're going to talk about five different factors of cosplay in the honor of International Cosplay Day on J uh, August 26th. So, further ado... Let's go into characterization. Very key to being character. Anyone needs to know it is like maybe the cosplay number one fundamental. So what do you think about being the character and using characterization to achieve the perception of personified aligned from what they do? Oh man, this is probably the um be the best part or my best take I can give you on that because the characterization uh, let's say uh, you want to be Goku you know you have to you have to study him you have to be a fan of the character right and then you also have to get get his poses and say like you're doing video or um, a photo or whatever every character has like a signature pose that they do you have to also get their stride the way they walk you can also envelop their personality as well because every a lot of characters that that are in animated and stuff have different um just they, they have different things about them and to me when you characterize when you're characterizing all that you have to, you know, make sure the hair is good, the detail to little things, you know, poses, their signature pose, what they would say in certain things, how they will, is their personality, are they bubbly, are they serious, are they like a bad guy? Yeah, all that is like, comes from you just being a really good fan of that character, and you knowing so much about that character, you can bring that out into you know, the, the costume. So characterization to me is probably the most important one because you get, if you can make yourself look like the character, but then you can't like embody that person. It, it's, it, it's like, it's a little, you're a little off, you know? So you really have to know that character 
and like I said, as a photographer, a lot of but when I work with certain cosplayers and we do photos, I have to ask, so what are their signature moves if I don't know about them or their poses? And you want to make sure you get that because that's what they're most known for, you know? Exactly. So let's take an example. Uh, the card case I'm holding right now. It's Harley Quinn. So how do we personify Harley Quinn? Well, in this scenario, you need to know well, her background was, she was a psychologist in DC Comics, but she she was a level of the Joker. She jumped in Joker Venom, just like Joker was put in the acid like she was. She fell. Now, not only was she the psychologist, she becomes psychopath like the Joker. So she goes into mayhem, supports her hobby, uh, dot, you know, Jay. Mr. J, and they go on terrorizing favor of Gotham, okay? Well, you have to know something. She has that psychology background, so she can deduce your character very well. She used certain psychological tropes to characterize different people. So what can you take from that? Well, if you know that your character is a certain attribute, you want to act like that attribute. If she's mm -hmm. a psychopath and she doesn't listen to reason, she does what she wants to do, but you also have to keep in mind that Harley Quinn is going to do whatever she wants that suits her at that time. And if she changes her mind, it's because she has no moral compass. You have to understand that to understand the character. Also, you have to understand her devotion to Mr. J. She would do anything to Mr. J despite how Mr. the Joker treats her. The Joker is a terrible partner in any relationship because of who he is. He doesn't care about you. He'll literally give you away just to get away from Batman. Throw you in jail. Throw you off a building. Doesn't matter. Long as he's the one that survives in the end and gets away, he is fine. And what that does, it breaks Harley Quinn. So there's different levels of the character you want to achieve. It, is it the mission? Is it the attributes? Or is it the deep facts that they are so niche that you had to do a lot of research or know the media very well to be able to perceive it and deliver it. Because the performance of how you achieve the character is very key here. It's important to know whether the character acts in a psychotic matter or a loving matter because that matter perceives how the audience around you, just in general, the people that see you in the cosplay sees you in the performance of the character and the characterization that goes with it. Yeah, Basically, I mean, sonified, magnified. Persona magnified magnification is what you need to achieve. Now, of course, yeah. how you do that or how much you do is up to you, but will you devote is up to the character and do your research well. You actually find good things on how to, how to do the mannerisms, how they speak, how they respond to certain situations. If they know that they was, don't respond well to someone telling them what to do, then use that to your advantage and then answer the questions. Know something about the, the background of the character. It helps a lot because knowing the background helps you achieve the better characterization. It's just like you're on stage. When you're in the theater, 
you have to play your acting face all times. You gotta be the character to know the character to act the character. True. And since you uh you picked Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, for anyone who doesn't know much about her, is not only a, a good psychologist, but she's also a very uh, uh she's Complex. a very uh, highly skilled gymnast. So that's why she's able to you know do a lot of flips and be very limber with herself and she likes to smack things either with her bat or mirror and, and also <laughs> in the comics and a lot of anime films they have harley quinn very sexualized but she also had so many different looks and outfits over the years so when you're going back to talking about people and want to you know they feel self-conscious they can be harley quinn they can just be the variant that is not as showing much skin or as skimpy or as you know sexualized you know they can go with her classic look which is just like a gestures uh you know bodysuit type oh. thing <laughs> or they can go into what she had in the Suicide Squad. Uh, well, yeah, the Suicide Squad look, you know, and then where she's wearing tiny little shorts and her shirt, and she has like on her boots, and you know, she had the midriff showing, you know, and, and her. You know. To me, that the characterization of it is there's different adaptations or versions of them, and you could pick the one that better that best suits the cosplayer and how they feel and what they want to do. And also keep in mind. Um, when you choose cosplay, you know, for your character, you can base it off fan art. You can also have an original character. So yeah. the, the limit of what you do with that character is truly in the vision where you inspire the inspiration to use for the making of that character. So true. Whether it's different mediums or variations or an entirely exclusive character... You have the ability to transform into that character. That's why cosplay is so powerful if you do it right. You know, if you even if you do it halfway, you're still making an appearance. You still look like the character. So if you look like the character, if people can guess who you are based on what you did, that is the mission achieved. Because anything yeah. that... Nothing else matters unless... They know they can identify you as that character. That's the only goal. You're right. Definitely true. And that's what sells the characterization. If it's <laughs> little, if it's a lot, it's up to you how much you want to invest into it. At yep. least, yep. if you're going to the character, have a favorite quote, <laughs> have a pose, and try to act like the character. That's exactly that's the minimum you can do to be happy. And people like taking pictures also they like seeing you act like the character a little bit it makes their day and people have a really good costume or just their favorite character so if you impress someone then you also have achieved your mission You're, yeah so is there anything else to add on characterization I mean, I think we covered pretty much anything that I can think of or talking about it because we everything's been covered. So it's just like I said, is you know, characterization could be anything of you know, like you said, fan art or very the various costumes that a certain character might have had over the years. Whatever makes them 
more um, feel the most comfortable and the cosplayer is most drawn to is what I would say that they should do. You know, you don't have to be sexy. You don't have to be the most popular version of. It. You don't have to be the the coolest looking one. You know, if it's something, it's one version that you like, and it's only a one off, and that's the the version of the character you like, then be that part. You know, well, and with the characterization. Being the character, that's the basic. Now, if you want to have another factor in your cosplay to the next step, well, you have to head up the beauty department. Yep. That's the big styling and the makeup. Because that's oh, also God. makes the character look so real-like. Yeah. So what does the wig, styling, and the makeup contribute to the character more than just regular cosplay? How does that well, separate just... The deep character, but also the emergence of the character. Well, speaking of anime, especially when it uh, comes to the hair, they have some wild colored hair. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> pink, blue, purple, and it's all in di like the guys will either have it like super spiked up or they have like a flat top and their hair like comes out like three feet from their head and it's like kind of combed down. And the girls they'll have it um, in like weird bun formations. Uh, like I'm thinking of like Sailor Moon when they used to call her Meatball Head because she had like the her two her hair was in two braids and they looked like big meatballs on top of her head. So I mean, the the wigs is basically there to extenuate the the hair of the co uh, of the character. And like I said. The a lot of their wigs and their hair is so extravagant that you know you have to style the wig to make sure it's on point. It's it's just ridiculous how some of this hair is. And also wig styling, you can also there's different forms of it. You got cutting the wig, you got braids, you have you know putting French ponytail, you have dyeing the wig. Sometimes you have to like iron it out to get that straight hair look. There are so mm -hmm. many cosmetics to hair itself that it can be very tricky. And even like stylists have to go spend a bunch of years just to master the craft. So when you really think about it, uh, you know, doing hair and doing wigs can be really time consuming especially the style you're going for sometimes yeah, you gotta I'm bleep not, yeah. i was gonna say that i spent some time helping some of the models i work with uh brush out their wigs and you know they're they're getting themselves in their outfits and they're like hey it got a little messy whatever can you like make sure the hair isn't freezing so i'm sitting there holding the wig and just making sure you're brushing it so it's not doesn't look like it's tangled, tangled or whatever, and it, it takes a you know you just can't go in there and just do it. You have to like kind of give it some finesse. You know, it's really hard. It's like you, you have to touch it with delicate hands. You know, it's it's a little weird, but it's also not. It it it, it takes it, it takes effort and you know skill to do it. Like, I mean, I just do it a little bit, but you have to like finesse it and. I don't know how many times I can tell you I've had to help comb out, you know, the hair freezes and stuff to get it at least looking somewhat good. Not perfect, but just better, you know? Well, 
let's do an example. Let's say you have a wig. You haven't worn it in five years. It's been in a in a in a tote, just sitting in your garage. Okay, you bring it out. It's like, Oh, I want to be this character. I remember when I was in this costume. I want to bring back to Convention Expo 2029, right? Well, guess yeah. what? You got to shape the wig. It's so it's not been used in five years. It got tangled. Who knows what got in it? You got to wash it. Let's say it's all dirty. You got to wash yeah. the wig. So you, you have to like clean out the dirt. <laughs> You might have to get all the tangles out. That means you have to hand wash it. You can't put it in the dryer because it's going to just destroy it. <laughs> so you got to hand wash it, get all the wrinkles out. Sometimes you might actually have to use shampoo if it's like real hair. If it's not synthetic, there's different ways to wash synthetic wig and real hair. Real hair can also be animal and human. So there's all kinds of things that goes in the wig. And then let's say you get all the tangles out. Now you actually got to get that wig back to the style of that character after you wash it. This time you have to straight. Let's say you have to use the curling iron. So you curl the iron all the way to make it curly. It now is not curly because of the washing. Well, that's going to take some time at least an hour or two hours. Getting all the curls back into the shape of the character. Now you put yeah. it on, you gotta shape it, you gotta put it on your head. Maybe you had to wear a, a bald scalp or wig scalp so it looks natural. You also have to make sure it looks like real hair. Cause, you know, putting on a wig and people telling it is a wig versus it look like real hair is a big thing. Yeah, so this, and, then, and then they have to, and if you wear the wig cap, I know that some of the, they have like little pins and stuff, they have to hold it to kind of keep it at light in place, so to speak, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You also have to maybe consider accessories. Does the character wear a ribbon? Does they put back their hair? Is it in ponytail? Is it, I don't know. Do they, do, they, do they wear like a special type of like hair clip or, uh, or is I'm it like this big old mohawk kind of style? Do you have to shape it like that? Or is it, well, what is that big old long hair style that uh, Boba Bo had? Uh, never, I refuse to watch that anime that, because this looks so dumb. So I don't know. But it's it's kind of like uh, what I was saying, like with some of the anime guys, how they have their hair um, metal bad from. Uh, one Punch Man, his hair like no. literally looks like it comes out like two feet from his head, and it's just like One it's person. crazy. Yeah, that type of hairstyle is really hard. Like you have to put clothing irons and shape the hair and hide it. So you yeah, you have to like shape it with chemicals and hairspray. I mean, it, it's just funny how the cosplayers can come up with so many just unique ideas to get it there. I. I don't know. Look at just wigs. She still got the makeup. You know, makeup is, you know, applying the foundation, putting doing the skin tone of the character, making sure. Now, now you, now, since uh, I'm going to, I had to do stage makeup when I worked at a Halloween, um, 
uh attraction and especially if you like live in the southern uh part of the state you actually put on uh like a special um spray to help keep your makeup dry so when you're sweating and stuff it doesn't come off so don't forget that usually you spray it on on your skin first and then you apply some foundation if you're gonna make your skin you know if you need to go like darker or lighter or different color and then you spray yourself again that way it kind of seals up the uh that part of the makeup and then you go with all the other stuff you need to add on so then, and also make in front layers yeah layering you have the the basic makeup then you have mm-hmm. the undershadow you have the eyelashes you could also go into the lipstick yeah i mean there's different ways to make Honey. makeup a more vibrant kept the you know the edges the, the master you also have to like maybe worry about your skin type your skin type matches a lot of the makeup your skin condition so if you have a lot of wrinkles you got to use extra makeup to hide that if you don't want to show it yeah uh, and you also got to make sure um, gotta make sure the makeup you're using doesn't irritate your skin that bad so like when you go to take it off you're not breaking out hives and rashes you know it has to be something you can afford because some makeup can go 50 60 dollars just for one bottle oh my god yes yes and also get the right brand that works for you you also have to also invest money into experimentation and good different makeup just to go with the character i know that sounds like a lot but sometimes people really like you know a couple hundred dollars just of makeup to test for the character and i don't see so many makeup can go with it then they use it and apply it in, in lots yeah i mean i know of they have the I remember using uh, stencils to uh, kind of darken up like <laughs> eyebrows and stuff. They have the like they look like pencils, and, and and doing that. And there's just also so many little like hacks, I guess you call them, that people use to give themselves like a certain look or whatever. So it's it's really cool. You know, you got the you know you, have the, you know remember the first pan- the first makeup was pancake makeup, and then it went to different shades and the different skin tones and skin types. If you're the type of skin that gets irritated very easily, you know, a non-allergic makeup can go a long way. And um, also, if you itch for a prolonged time, the non-itching type can also be very applicable to you. You also don't, you know, if you're using face paint, you know, you want to use the non-run version of that so it doesn't run on your face. Also, baby powder, believe it or not. Yeah. Baby powder can also help with different applications in makeup with the... Yeah, I know, like, baby powder, especially when you're wearing, like, heavy, like, face paint or whatever. <laughs> if you just lightly pat it onto your skin or whatever, it won't, like, be all runny if you're sweating or, you know, when you get hot or whatever. It doesn't, like run off as bad you know and it keeps your skin hydrated and does not gonna dry out everything so that's something else i know i know a little bit about makeup and i'm weird and the uh, the final thing i want to say about makeup 
and hairstyling with styles of the Get a reference photo of the look you want to perceive and then research that particular style of that wig or makeup associated with the character or ways to get close to look like that character and then do it like that. If you research how to look like this, how to get this look or what can look like this, you can go a long way in looking like that character if you do that process. Yeah. Even I'm, if you go online and say, okay, I can do this, this, and this. If you don't actually know makeup, go to a styling salon, get some advice. They will help you. Be surprised. If you got to pay them to style you, do it. Because sometimes people, sometimes they mess up makeup, but they don't know what to do with it. So if that's you or the wig styling, go to someone else to help you. It's perfectly fine. There's always that person at the wedding helping you with makeup and getting your hair fixed for the perfect day. So if cosplay is your perfect day to go and show, then so be it. Get that help. So anything else about wigs or makeup? I was going to kind of add to what you're saying is, you know, <laughs> Even if you don't get everything down to the exact detail, just, you know, if a character you want to be has certain things that are more visible, you know, like a mole or they have rosy cheeks or one of their, they have weird eyebrows that are very bushy or something like that. At least focus on the more major things and you don't have to get all the little details. And don't get mad if you can't figure, if you can't get it right away, figure it out. You can, there's so many different ways you can make things happen with makeup. And sometimes yep. half the fun is just kind of figuring out things, you know? True. And the best advice there, focus on what you can do. Don't focus on what you can't do. Because what exactly. you can do exactly. and then look like what you can't do. Exactly. So... So that's makeup at the second level of the tier of five components to cosplay. The second, the third component is actually the cost of itself, the sewing and vice versa, an extension, the sewing machine, thread and needle in the sewing machine and play it together. Uh, so it can go a long way to make costumes more applicable and similar into the style of the character. But some styles of outfits on a character can only be achieved in sewing or what I call alterations to fabric. You know, you get buttons, you got pockets, so you also have to remember to put it on pockets when you do sewing, so that's important. Adding the pockets so you can actually put your phone somewhere or your wallet. So, or, you know, having a bag, maybe, go with the costume, you know, that's another option. How about you, what do you think about sewing? I mean, sewing is, when it comes to cosplay, can be a really big part of it, you know? Um, it's just, they, they're, when you, especially if you make your own, you know, there's so much you can do with it. And, yep. um, you know, like you are saying, like... It, you know, if you can add into it, like there's, you know, if you're making your own cosplay and you know you're going to be walking around, you can make a pot, make a place for like your phone or your wallet, your keys, you know, 
little places that you can add to your costume and already be built in where it's going to be comfortable, you know? So, yeah. Also know, like, the type of fabric you're working with. It's very important to know different types of fabric and work with that fabric. So, for example, a jeans. What are you going to do with the jeans that's too long? You got to hem it. So what you had to do is forward at the bottom, hem it to your specific height. And also, nothing in fabric is going to exactly fit you the way it needs to. So that's where altercations come in. So you get alter the fabric to your body fit and the character you're proposing as. When I did Yukine from uh, Noragami, I actually had the, the jean look jacket with the lining and the insomnia for the sword right and the blonde hair i already had i had a okay. shave of course had the red beard so i couldn't be red beard you kind i had to shave it off to fit the character with the blue eyes but well you have to have my contact too that's what i did but what i did i found an old military uh style olive jacket that had the pockets that were similar to the character so what I did is I buy a red uh, lining plus a red fabric and sewed it into the inside of the jacket. So I sewed it inside to get that feeling of the red inside the jacket. And it actually worked really well. Because I also added like uh, some inch of padding. You can also use a uh, bubble wrap. A bubble wrap doesn't last very long. So buying the padding to format it actually gives it like a dimension. Especially if you don't want to appear as flat. Given that padding can actually give depth. You can add details when you do it. What I did mm -hmm. is I also had uh, altered lines into the fabric on the jacket. So I actually made a line pattern to simulate the pattern that I saw in the character. So there's different things. And then also I put the pattern in and then soldered around, cut the fabric into the si sides of the jacket to formulate into sleeves and the uh, sides around it. And I was able to do it within a reasonable amount of time. There wasn't a lot of sewing involved, but once I learned how to do it, I got someone to help me put the padding in, put the jacket in, and I tried on three other jackets, so I bought like three other olive jackets just to get the practice for that one jacket. And I wasn't yeah. good at sewing. So it took me a little bit to learn it. Knowing the basics. Can still be helpful. And when you had a cosplay convention. If any cosplayer does not have. Thread and a needle. On hand. I don't know if they're a true cosplayer. But that's just <laughs> my take. Yeah and it's funny you mentioned that. That they have what they call. Um emergency uh cosplay repair or whatever like at almost like every convention i've ever been to so something happens and it's like a minor repair they go in there and they like try to repair it for you i think that's kind of cool so which is funny uh, i did well sewing also has different techniques you got a cross stitch you can also do like a butterfly pattern you can go in and out or you can go zigzag so there's different ways to feed into the needle to put the thread in um also you can make the pockets you can also cut the fabric and then sew fabric on it to make to hide the cuts there's different ways to basically you want all the modifications inside 
as much as possible and less noticeable on the outside. You want to hide those imperfections in the sewing. So you have to take that into account and the material you're working with. Like jeans is a very uh, universal material that you can apply to, but it's also a very hard, tough material. So the sewing takes a little bit more time to make an impact in that type of fat. Anything else about sewing? Um, I mean, you kind of covered it, you know, so. Well, fine. Have your needle and thread on hand. Don't be afraid to carry an extra. Because, so oh, also, always have an extra needle. You're going to lose that needle, you know. And the people that work, I don't know. Let's see, what is it? It was an anime at work. Anyway, they lost the needle and they had to go like those section by section just to find the needle because it was like heavily inclined to have that needle. I don't know. But don't be like them looking for a needle and it's like so deep in the copper that you can't find it. So always have extra. Five or six on hand can always be good. You can never go wrong. Yes. And sewing can sometimes actually make the character more what the photo actually looks like. And it can bring out looks that normally will not be able to happen with just putting some clothes together. Sewing actually enhances the outfit itself. And it can be a huge plus if you know how to do it right. Even if you don't, go to your mom, go to your grandma, whoever does it, your girlfriend. If they know about sewing, go to them if you need help. If you, let's say, a woman or bad sewing. I don't know, maybe your man knows how to do it. Maybe he's, you know, sews things at home. I don't know, maybe he looks in fashion. Who knows? But go to it's someone that knows how to do it to teach you or let or pay them to do it. Sewing is one of those things that you can actually sell to someone else for small altercations in the class they would, and you won't be judged for it. Now, if someone did all the sewing and you didn't do it yourself, that could hurt, and if you do it like a, a contest for cosplay. But other than that, if it's not a contest related thing, maybe pay someone entirely to do it. It's not a big deal. Just know that in some competitions, it'll be found upon. Yeah. So, you know, it can take a couple hours to use a sewing machine, but if you don't like the sewing machine, use the sewing needle and thread. But, you know, sewing machine actually makes it a lot easier and save a lot of time. So, yeah, and Don't make sure you get a good one. Yeah, get one that can last a couple of years. They don't go dead yeah. on you. Or get I, yeah, I uh, I would recommend uh, Singers. Any Singer sewing machine are good. Oh my gosh, I've heard that Singers sewing machine before. It's I'm thinking of heard like Singers are what I use. You have to use Singers. Oh, I remember hearing that before. So funny. Just ain't see um, oh. that's. I I learned that from uh, the wife. She had uh, uh, got her a singer sewing machine. I got her one before, um, like a different kind or whatever, and it just it sucked. And then so I returned it, got uh, got a refund, and then we we're looking at the other ones. And I was like, and she goes, "Singer," I was like, "Is that a good machine?" She goes, "Yeah." They and they've been around forever, and so. Singers well, are uh, really good, so yeah, I hope singles will be well. So yeah, buy that single sewing machine, invest in a sewing machine. If it's singles, more the merrier. If not, you know, 
try to Lord have the machine ticks and maybe it can work well for you if it's not singers. But nonetheless, Sony's important. Don't notifications, negative other character can be a huge difference. So but that the third level of cosplay. We did characterization, the wedding of the wed and makeup, then we did sewing. The fourth is the fabrication. Actually, yeah, fabrication is totally different than sewing. The sewing is the is the fabric manipulation. Fabrication is the manipulation of objects for an out for the actual character. So for example, Gundam is a is a perfected cosplay in the in cosplay. And a lot of times they have to put real materials together and connect them in different aspects. So it's just like putting on armor, but you're using like plastic or PC pipe and actually using that material or fiberglass sometimes being used in fabrication as well to like, maybe that's your entire suit. Star Wars has a lot of fabrications if you want to get the helmets right, the cadets, what they're wearing, the face shields, the body shields, all of that you have to, you know, put straps on. You put the straps on the fabrication and you wear this fabrication as your cosplay. Shields are fabricated. Swords are fabricated. Because you can't, a lot of times, swords can't be metal and they can't be heavy. So you, you can use a plastic and model it and design it that way on the fabrication side of it to have a prop that goes with your character. So fabrication is a huge part. Even if it's just a prop, learning how to fabricate it can go a long way into selling your character. Yeah. So what do you think about fabrication? Time oh, consuming? If, yeah, because if you're talking about fabrication, just talking about, say, like fabricating and building weapons, and usually it's out of like paper mache or plastic dip or you know, just all sorts of stuff. Is It is very time consuming because... I, I know uh, some about that is when I built I built some weapons out of foam and you do one thing to it and then you have to like add something like glue or something like that to it and you, it's you have to let it sit for a couple of hours sometimes even overnight for it to bond and you know get in the shape you want it to get into you know it yeah so it, it is very time consuming and you gotta like figure out you know what what you're trying to do or like you said you're building helmets you have to maybe make sure that it fits properly on your head you know that way you know where your eyes are going to be at you know where your mouth is going to be if it comes off on and off really well and also with uh fabrication they they a lot of times the fabric of choice is mesh mesh does really well because it doesn't make it super hot it can actually make it cool and it's easier to put the mesh and the straps and that type of material to the actual fabricated product because it's easier to glue it down and then use like a bungee type material that's stretchy to put it on and secure it. So it actually stays on your body more because of that typical style. Now the, the fabrications out there that only connect like puzzle pieces 
is mind-boggling because that they have to fit. They also have to stay on, stay connected until you take those pieces off. So you have to move really well in the outfit. If you're all stiff and can barely move, then you maybe use too heavy material or the the but the process you did it wasn't a correct way. You want a lightweight material so you can be able to move. So like PCC pipe and stuff like that, or foam. Foam is probably the lightest material you can use in fabrication because of the movab the movable factor. Foam is very light, easy to shape, and you got the gluing aspect. And then when you put the paint on it, it applies really well. And it can take the different and the bendability and elastic can be good as well. Let's I get what you're saying, and the, the fabrication is just crazy like that. But um, in fabrications is a foam with PC pipes. Sometimes I actually see fiberglass, but fiberglass is really hard to deal with because of the heavy material and the longer process to bend it and shape it. Yeah, so. and it's really hard to do that, but it's... um. I, I've used fiberglass. It's really sturdy. So if you're making something that might be like, if you're making like a something that's smaller, it's like a weapon that is maybe less than two feet, like it's like a dagger or you need like a little axe or sword or something. It's, it's really good to use, but something longer, it gets heavy. And, yeah. you know, and if you're going to be carrying that around a lot, it's going to suck to be using, you know? So. Yeah, if you got a block sword, you want that block sword to be as light as possible. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, for movability, you know, if you're going to make a sheath, you need to make a sheath. So, not only you have a sword, but if your character has a sheath, you need to make the, the fabricate the sheath as well and the sword to take it out and be so Lancelot from King Arthur, if you want to dress up as him, go for it. But you need that sheath and that armor. And one way to do that is the fabrication process. Now, I think the hardest fabrication process out there is metal. Metal is really yeah. hard to shape. It has a high durability and very hot. The only fabrication I really see in metal is Renaissance and reenactments. That's the only time I see fabrication on that level with metal. So... Keep that in mind. And also, most conventions are not going to let you come in with metal at all part of your costume. Metal is a blunt object and heavy and can be a security issue. So keep that in mind. So do not make your weapons out of metal. I'm going to tell you it's going to get confiscated or you cannot bring it in. Yeah, because they don't want it. You might get banned too. Depending if they don't like no weapons like that. And that's something to bring up the, the you know in about that because it can be considered you know dangerous or whatever. But you can yeah. use it if it's like something you're just gonna carry around and you don't pull out. Though I know they can they make sure that you can't use it or whatever to have it like tied up or something with either a a zip tie or something. So sometimes you don't go that route, but that this that kind of defeat that kind of defeat the purpose of making the weapon if you can't show it off, you know? Yeah, and 
you just you don't only want the weapon as a prop you want it to be an extension of you as the character especially because yeah. prop is now signature to the character and the outfit also the performance of that character so sometimes not having a prop could actually maybe affect the cosplay ability of the character a little bit so keep that in mind so learning basic fabrication is actually a good thing uh, you don't have to be a master fabricator um a lot of times people get weapons paid because fabrication is very niche and very specific it's harder than sewing and the other ones we discussed so far and it can be very time consuming so keep that in mind as well yeah so but whatever fabricated piece you make you need to own it it needs to look like what you presented make and model whatever go be very creative on that and creativity is yeah. in the last category for cosplay that we're going to talk about is craftsmanship craftsmanship you have to be very crafty in the things you make how the functionality versus the usability and taking whatever you can find like at a thrift shop and being very crafty on it and then turning it into something that you didn't think before high levels of craftsmanship can take any material and turn it into an A plus they can turn that, you know, lead into gold any day. What's your thoughts about craftsmanship? Well, I mean, wouldn't craftsmanship kind of be the same with, um, let's say, uh, fabricating stuff, so to speak? So we can continue on that. Uh, I guess just, you know, crafting things out of whatever, you know? Well, craftsmanship also extends further than fabrication, too. Um, so craftsmanship is the ability to transform your creative thinking into outside of the box thinking how can you perceive the situation to a better advantage than what you all get pins so it's the ability to not only give more to the costume but it's a skill in a particular craft it's a quality of design works shown in something made by hand it's there in yourself, the artistry of the piece. It's the falling selling factor of the tile cosplay itself. How artistic does it look? Was your craftsmanship very high or very low? The craftsmanship can sink or succeed a cosplay in any given category because of how much it looks can give to the outfit itself and the character by definition that's why i put craftsmanship as the fifth because craftsmanship is actually very hard to master if you don't do it right to artistic level this is years of doing the craft years of being able to create 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 but be very creative in the process what you think i you know i i kind of think of what you you have to say uh, I believe the craftsmanship is more of like an overall view of like everything we've already talked about you know and combination it, of to its highest degree yes it's most yes 
Yes. Because how classic you are can go a long way. If the wig sells your character, then that's where your craftsmanship proof. If the fabrication sells it, then the craftsmanship can be the realistic factor. That could be the craftsmanship. If you say have a character, well, craftsmanship is not going to really... Well, actually, craftsmanship is the acting. But if you do a very artistic form of acting and do a good dialogue, that's your craftsmanship. And then the sewing, you know, the stitching patterns is the artistic level. The, the makeup is the, you know, the foundation, stuff like that. So craftsmanship combines everything, but it's also separate on its own because craftsmanship is one of those higher categories that contests actually look for determine a winner that people enter compared to other people running. So it's very important to understand craftsmanship and be able to deliver one. So after everything we talked about, what's your closing arguments on uh, cosplay? Leslie. Leslie? Hello? Yeah. What's your final conclusion about cosplay and cosplay, International Cosplay Day coming up tomorrow? August 26th. Well, I mean, I think cosplay had started off at just like a kind of eco little niche thing that only a small amount of people did like, probably 15 to 20 years ago. And just in the past decade or so, it, it has exploded into more of an art form instead of like a you know, on the fringe of society type thing. It's becoming more, uh, more and more elegant, more detailed, uh, more respectable in the cosplay. More, uh, more, 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 just everything. It's just bringing the, the art form into the wider audience, so, so to speak. And it's still going to this day. I mean, I always, I just see a bunch of, think that it's always blow my mind to how people do things you know so it was, cosplay itself i think does need to be celebrated because it's a very um very welcoming type of thing people that do it they put a lot of time and effort into it and it's something that it should be um encouraged more and yeah. i'm happy that it is and uh high levels of cosplay there's a difference between buying a costume at a store or online versus someone making it homebrew and actually be able to deliver on that homebrew better than what a basically think about movie sets or theaters and having high cost costume people just doing costumes to make it either look historic of the time it was shot or a particular style of a character and how much money goes into it which are expensive makeup can go be a lot fabric can be really cheap if you go thrift shopping uh fabrication uh foam is the cheapest option this eases the mold um also characterization uh probably is the cheapest of all of them because you can literally just study the media source or read about the character and act like the character. So, and craftsmanship is your mastery of being artistic. 
So your artistic skills is when you develop a lot of time into making cosplay to get craftsmanship really high or get craftsmanship as a category to score in in cosplay. Craftsmanship is very difficult to master because of all the other ones you have to master under it, which is characterization, yeah. the, uh, the wig and the makeup. And then you have the sewing fabrication and then the craftsmanship. So at the end of the day, it can be difficult. But once you get to craftsmanship level, you have exceeded in the other categories, at least know the other categories well enough to be adaptive in it and be able to do something with it. And you're not going to know everything in cosplay. Every character you do is going to be a different challenge because they require a different skill set to go about and you basically pull up a resume when you do cosplay because you go into so many different skills that it's actually pretty interesting when you do it and how many skills you can come by doing it in the first place so that concludes uh international cosplay day and the factors of cosplay so if you are at a convent or Want to get inspired? Look up, you know, different cosplay. Maybe if you have cosplay, dress up as that character. Post it on social media. Have a fun day. And overall, you know, just enjoy doing it. Even if it's amateur, build on the skill. The more you do it, the better you get it. The better practice you get, the more it can be rewarding and beautiful in the end. Anything else to and, say, Leslie? Yeah, don't let haters keep you down. If it's something that you're passionate about and you're just starting off, people want to say things and be rude. You know, I there there's a saying: if you don't have haters, that means you're um you, you're not doing it right. So I'll okay. take those words how you want them. And people are going to think they know more than you. It doesn't matter what who knows more. If you can actually get help from them to make you learn more, then that's what counts at the end of the day. There you go, baby. Yep. There you go. But yeah, concludes for international cosplay and the factors of how to do cosplay. If you want to know more, please see Leslie on his projects and what he does. Where they can find you, Leslie? Oh man, I'm. I'm on social medias, uh, mainly my Madewell Art Photography is all my photography stuff, you can just, or you can find me, my name is it's Leslie Madewell on Instagram, Twitter, or I think it's Actionow and Facebook, so th that's where you can find me, uh, and yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Alright, well, there we go, folks. Have a great cosplay, and be the character you want to be. Sky's the limits. This concludes another episode of MC Anime Podcast. MC Anime Podcast is available on podcast directories like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. We also have our website at mcanimepodcast.com. If you want to directly support us, then follow Patreon blog MC Anime. Finally, if you want services for hire, then we're available on Fiverr for audio and video production, graphic design, idea consulting, and blog and article writing. 